It's extra drama for book number 77, Cheating to Win. Gladiators, welcome back to Sweet Valley Diaries. It's Marissa Flexbart. I'm here with Tabitha Myers. Hi, Tabitha. Hi, Marissa. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks for this lovely reread. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, so that's a reread is an interesting um question. Had you ever read this book before? No. This, I don't know uh, why I said reread. Reread of well, the series. Sure, because yeah. you have read Sweet Valley High books in the past. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Big you, fan. you read them when you were growing up? I read them growing up. I started to read, I got, I think it was like Double Love. Is Double Love the first or second one? It's the first one. The fir- okay. I started reading that one. I found like a large print copy somewhere and I was like, oh, what is this? Who are these blonde twins? I read it and I was like, eh. I read a few more and then I started reading Sweet Valley Twins. Okay. And then immediately was like, and eh, like the same way with my babysitter's club books. Like I like this, but I'm ready for some more like juicy drama. So I went back to ah. Sweet Valley High. Oh, wow. And, yeah. But I read Do you remember them. remember how old you were? But, oh God. 12? Yeah. 12 and up. I, I want to say like 12, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Where I was just that like, yeah, sense. these are fine. But like, I really, I want to know what like people in high school are doing. What are they really yeah. doing? And it was, I would as far away as one like their lives were as far away from mine as like humanly possible like I lived in a very rural area with no sunshine and no like no fun like that so it was just like the glamour of it all uh-huh like on the east coast <laughs> yeah too. I grew up in Pennsylvania in like a small like rural town you know nondescript nothing fun really happened our like big mm-hmm activity was like bowling and cow tipping and that kind of stuff (laughs) so reading the books was a little bit of like a fantasy world yeah it was like Like just one step down from like a soap opera because they were kids totally yeah oh i think these books absolutely are like soap operas and you know 11 12 is interesting because that is sort of a sweet spot where i could totally see why reading sweet valley twins would seem like the thing to do but the appeal of Sweet Valley High is really strong. I wonder how many people like switched back and forth like that. Yeah. Because it's not just the characters that are the same. And I apologize, Gladiators, for telling the story again. But uh, I, my backstory with these books is that those were the ones that I read. I read Sweet Valley Twins. I read Sweet Valley Kids, which oh, okay. is another series that started later yeah. and is them even younger. So it's kind of funny when you think about the way the series unfolded because it's like Sweet Valley High and there's Sweet Valley Twins and Sweet Valley University and Sweet Valley Kids yeah. and Sweet Valley Senior Year. Um, and then eventually you think that before they skipped ahead to like Sweet Valley Confidential, they would have skipped back to like Sweet Valley Babies, you know, <laughs> like um, they just keep on back and forth, older, younger. It's like so much lore to keep straight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But those those were they were the same characters so that i felt like oh these sweet valley characters are close to my heart but i was 21 or so okay. when i 
2122 when I first picked up a Sweet Valley High novel from like a free bin outside of a bookstore. And I like read it just like ravenously because I was so blown away by the like juiciness of it. I mean, yes. so not as a 12 year old, but as like a like a 21, 22 year old, yeah. like I, but it was already that sense of like they were letting this happen in books for kids because I was thinking of it through that books for kids lens as a sort of as a young adult. Right. And yeah, it all kind of blends together because it's the same place and, and so many of the same characters and details. But wow. The themes um, were so mature. Like to me, it was just like, wait a minute, because people are going on unchaperoned dates I mean, I knew that I was raised like conservatively, but I was even then I was like, I don't this seems like a lot of freedom for a 16 year old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the books, of course, stop shy of really having any like action, you know, I mean, sure. and I sorry, I mean, action in the sexual like, like, sh- like sh- having sex scenes or having right. even really that much like it's pretty rare that they get even hot and heavy in the like what's happening at Miller's Point kind of right. arena. Um, but they have a lot of the other kind of action, actually. <laughs> we were talking about kidnapping in the last book, you know, about car races or like sports events, like in Cheating to Win, you know, the descriptions of the races are sort of exhilarating. And, yeah. Um, I got a little emotional, like when Tony was winning the race in this one, because it was like the way it was described was so much like, you know, the beauty of accomplishing your goals kind of the transcendent nature of competition i don't know <laughs> it's weird to, or, or of doing a thing that you're really good at and that you love a lot yeah competition or not yeah. you know he gives the victory fist like it's very yeah. just like you know number one oh my god gold medalist like yeah. um did you have any favorite characters that you remember from back then so I remember thinking that Enid in Sweet Valley Twins was awful. And Enid <laughs> as a high schooler was kind of cool. Yeah. Like she was just so, to me, she was just so nerdy and so introverted and just Elizabeth's like little flunky. <laughs> and then she, yeah, yeah. They, they allow her to have like kind of a cool personality. It's funny to think about it that way because, you know, Jessica, if we if we take these books as like, so you know the events is you know gospel in some way jessica has this distaste for enid as being kind of you know a boring like wet blanket and if that seed was planted theoretically like in middle school like uh, when enid actually is boring yeah <laughs> like doesn't do much of course we also know that enid part of enid's backstory as spelled out in like the second book or is that she was like doing drugs at one point and was like in some kind of rehab facility so it's like what year did that happen okay. like when it when between sweet valley twins and sweet valley high did the enid um get in trouble when she was trying you know, to shed her image and she decided this is the fastest way to do this <laughs> i guess so i guess so well, one other thing about the like literal physical books that um, was kind of I thought was kind of interesting. So I ha- I ordered these books on the Internet. Right. And you read um, a Kindle edition. Mm-hmm. Your Kindle edition has a little sticker on the cover, like a p- 
picture of a sticker that references the reader of the month, right? I didn't remember that at all. It just started in like book 75 was the first time they published a letter. Like earlier on, they started like, you know, maybe 10 books or so ago, they started asking people to write in to be the reader oh, of the month. Okay. But they just started publishing the letters in book 75. Um, my book, uh, I'll hold it up to the screen for Tabitha to see. <laughs> it does not have any such sticker on it. It also like has a kind of cruddy like quality of the like central picture is sort of like weirdly pixelated. And this edition, wherever I ordered it from, I can go back and check. It says that it was originally published in the USA by Bantam Books, first publication in Great Britain, uh, 1991. So this is the British edition that I have of this book. Weird. And I know that these books were really popular throughout the English-speaking world, but like Australia, the UK, um, we had an, uh, have had Adora, my friend Adora, on the show before who bought these books up in the UK and took them back to... Uh, Nigeria when she moved back there but there's this page that explains like if you live in Australia or New Zealand and would like more information about the series and it gives addresses to like of places you can write to in Australia and in New Zealand like specific people Kiri Martin and Sally Porter that you can write to Interesting. and then it also explains uh, please list the titles you would like and send together with a check or postal order. You should allow for the cost of books plus postage and packaging charges as follows. 80p for one book, one pound for two books, one pound 20 for three books, one pound 40 for four books, five or more books free. So I guess that's shipping. It doesn't say how much the books cost, <laughs> but I guess this book probably, oh, it says on it, UK two pounds fifty. Okay. So anyway, the that's all very interesting, but the sad truth is that there is no reader of the month in my book, in my British book. Oh. So um gladiators, if I can find somewhere on the internet the reader of the month letter, I will read it for you. And if not, um that's why. Uh, there isn't one this this month because I couldn't track it down because they don't they even though your Kindle edition says yeah. that uh, that it's in there. It's not they didn't reprint it. No. Yeah. Which is sad because I, I would have liked yeah. to have read that. They're so good so far, but we'll see what we can do. Hi, gladiators. Marissa cutting in here from later in time, but it's still the past. Uh, I just got over a cold in this timeline. Anyway, I don't have a reader of the month for you right now, but I did actually order an American, supposedly American copy of this book. So God help me, I'm going to have two copies of Cheating to Win, everybody's favorite Sweet Valley High novel. Um, and I will release the reader of the month as a separate episode I know everybody's waiting with bated breath for that. But I mean, listen, we got to keep it up. As long as we've got these reader of the months, these letters are priceless. Okay, back to past Marissa. Since you raised that question about the, the not the motorcycle accident, the kidnapping, I would <laughs> like to do when we're off this call, I'm going to do a deep dive on the ghostwriters for this and how, I mean, what they do for continuity's sake, 
Like, yeah. do they communicate with each other? Is there like a big? I have all the well, questions. I know that there. I know that Francine Pascal had a big Bible. Okay. Um, and that she was kind of remained in charge of the series in the sense of like, here's all the plots and the interworkings of the characters. Yeah. But I don't know how much that got changed and updated. And one thing that is we can just know without doing any research is that by the time we get to 77 books in, like that's a lot of stuff. That is a lot of plot and backstory. Yeah. But yeah, I should probably, you know, do more scholarship into the realm of, into the realm of the ghostwriters. My friends, Jack and Tanner on uh, what used to be babysitters club club podcast um, when they would talk about Babysitter's Club books, they picked up on the fact that Anna Martin always thanked the ghostwriter oh. early on in the book. And so you could tell really simply which ghostwriter was for which book because they would be thanked. Interesting. And uh, <laughs> Francine Pascal or Kate William or whatever uh, does not extend the same courtesy to uh, <laughs> the ghostwriters of this book. So... It's a little more mysterious and would take some actual research and I can barely, I barely produce this show as it is. <laughs> so it's like if I were more of a, of a deep dive kind of fangirl, I would, I would have that information, but I'm happy to hear it. So if you find anything in your research, please do share with oh, me and I will it. pass it along. <laughs> that goes for you too, gladiators. If anybody out there listening is just like, has um, a big repository of knowledge about the ghostwriters that you want to share with me, I would be thrilled to read a digest of that information. <laughs> but, Same. And perhaps pass it along. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Tabitha, thank you so much for, again for joining me. Thank you. This is so much fun. I was so excited when you asked me like, <laughs> oh, good. I'm so I glad. I get to revisit the Wakefields in their universe. <laughs> well, so often on the show, like most of the time, um, I'm joined by someone that has no previous real context for the oh, books. And that's fun too, though. It is fun too, but I'm so, it makes me happy to have someone like yourself on as often as possible where it's like grounded in some kind of like context and background of, of yeah. uh, the shared language of, of Sweet Valley. So thank you so much. Thank you. And Gladiators, thank you so much. Um, tune in next week um, to learn about uh, that dastardly Scott Trost in The Dating Game. And until then, bye.